This is Pastor Oetla Simankane thanking you for joining us as we journey through the book of Genesis. Genesis 4, verse 4. Yahweh looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but not on Cain's. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Let us close our eyes and pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, we want to pray that, Lord, you may give us the spirit of Abel, and that you would help us to be obedient to you, and that you would help us to put our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. For this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. My brother and my sister, sons and daughters of the living God. We zoom now into Cain and Abel. And it is my prayer that we would indeed put our faith in Jesus and not in our own works. And that looking at the story of Abel, we would be inspired. And that we will find ourselves honored by God, even as he was honored. May God look at you with favor, even as he did Abel. In chapter 3, we are told that the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. Very important text, Genesis 3 verse 21. Why did God do this? In verse 7, the immediate effect of their sin is recorded. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sawed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They saw they were naked and tried to cover their nakedness, cover themselves. But that was not sufficient. God therefore provides a solution by making garments of skin. To make garments of skin, an animal had to be killed. Blood was shed, and already God showed how they would be covered, forgiven, and saved from their sin. It would be by the shedding of blood. Hebrews 9 verse 22 expounds on this. Without the shedding of blood is no remission of sins. And God probably gave them the explanation for this for his action, and he instituted, instituted for them the sacrificial system that symbolized faith in the coming of a Savior who would shed blood for the remission of their sins, whose righteousness would cover their sinfulness. Instead of leaves, God gave them skin because the skin was symbolic of the process that would be sufficient to cover for their wickedness. Now, in chapter 4, the symbolism comes to the fore. The symbolism captured by what God had done for Adam and Eve when he killed that animal in order to cover them. Their children now, Cain and Abel, have different trades. Abel kept flocks while Cain worked the soil. One looked after livestock while the other did some gardening. It follows then that when they bring offerings to the Lord, each would bring from the work of their hands, from their works. Catch that. Now, that is our human rationalization. It would follow naturally 
that because one is a gardener working in the garden, what he brings would come from the garden and the other would bring what comes from his specialty. Abel would bring his livestock and Cain would bring his crop. And when they do this, however, God is not pleased. He's not pleased with Cain for his offering. God, in fact, says to him after rejecting his offering, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? This suggests that Cain knew what is right, right? Otherwise, God would not have said this. He knew what was right, but did not do it. Cain knew what God said, but did not do it. Cain did what was right in his own eyes. Cain and Abel, my brothers and sisters, represent two classes of people. One class does what is right in the eyes of the Lord. The other does what is right in their own eyes. They reason and make calculations and their conclusions must be accepted, right? This is a class represented by Cain. What God said is of little consequence to them. Do what thou wilt is the motto. The other class, however, is represented by Abel. These do what God says. Now, the do what thou wilt motto is a Luciferian motto. This is a satanic motto. It is one that makes yourself God so that you are God and ruler of your life. You do not subject yourself to any higher authorities that determines for you what is right and what is wrong. And the question paramount is not, what does my mind tell me? The question, beloved, that is paramount is, what saith the Lord? It is dangerous to be in the position where you follow only what seems good to you. Like Jesus, they conclude with the words, It is written, these that follow the word of the Lord, what saith the Lord, it is written. The word of the Lord, beloved, the command of the Lord is their guide. This class of people that follow Abel's path do what the Lord says. Cain and Abel represent two classes in another way. The first group rely on the work of their hands. They rely on works, right? The other group does not rely on their works. So the first group, their offering is based on the work of their hands. They do not realize that their works are like fig leaves. It is like what Adam and Eve sowed for themselves. It is never sufficient. You are never going to be enough, right? Never going to be enough. Salvation is never going to be accomplished. The best that you have to offer is never going to suffice. Salvation is by grace through faith. And this is what Abel's offering represents. It was an expression of faith. Faith in the Lamb of God that would be slain for the sins of the world. Salvation is by grace through faith. From the beginning, right up until the time that Jesus came, believers expressed their faith in the coming Messiah by way of sacrifice. Sacrifice that represented the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Since the wages of sin is death, the coming Savior would give his life as a ransom for many. 
He would die in our place. Substitutionary death it would be. Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar as an atonement for your souls. It is the blood that atones for your souls. Today, beloved, we do not seek to make sacrifices anymore. Why? Because Christ has already shed his blood for our sins. We are forgiven and free. And to this I say, Amen. While Abel, on the other hand, sorry, while Abel looked forward in faith, while believers looked forward to Christ's death and resurrection, we look back in faith. We look back, looking at what he has already done. And what a wonderful perspective. Because we know it is done. It is finished. Our salvation has been accomplished. The song we are singing today, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Yes, my friends, there is power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. The blood washes away our sins. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There is power in the blood of the Lamb. Salvation is not by works. It is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Let us close our eyes and pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for Abel who was obedient to your word. But his obedience was not his salvation. His obedience was an expression of faith in your salvation given through the blood of the Lamb. And I pray, dear Father, that we would have the same faith in you knowing that our salvation is in you, that you've accomplished it at the cross. For that which every believer in olden times looked forward to has been accomplished. And today we believe it, that Jesus died so that we may live. And we accept his death. We accept his resurrection. And in accepting it, we also accept the promise of eternal life. And we believe we have it in Jesus' name. We thanks we do pray, Amen.